Hello, girls and girls, and welcome back to The Gospel of Ghost, the podcast that aims to bring the lore and narrative of Ghost to the forefront of their music. As always, my name is Niall, and for this very special epilogue, we're joined again by a recurring guest, a very special guest. It's Eden. How's it going? Hi! It's going great. Very excited to uh, be doing this again um my third my third time <laughs> especially since i you know didn't i didn't do any of the until now meliora songs so I'm, I'm very stoked to be doing this one indeed yes well this was always completely planned to come out a year about a year or so later than the last than the last episode like it was always mm-hmm. planned to be that this is you know happy april fool's day <laughs> we got you you <laughs> thought the show you. was over <laughs> it's like it's not you've been pranked <laughs> No, um, so obviously I wrote the epilogue, things fell through, we both had a bit of a hard time, mental health wise, etc. Always look after yourself guys, it's the best thing to do both for yourself and your friends, and if you know someone's suffering, reach out to them, because it's always really important. And then, obviously, we both got the ghost stitch again because Impera came out, and I was just like, fuck it, I want to do Zenith now. <laughs> <laughs> the influence. It is, yes, the influence. So, <laughs> normally, obviously, we talked a little bit about ghosts beforehand, but we have some new material to talk about at last i did an entire podcast with no new albums and then bang as soon as i stop Um, here they are so impera Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on it because as as i said on a facebook or an instagram post it is the most divisive ghost album of all time at first i mean i loved all the songs that had been released prior to the full album being released but you know even like when i heard call me little sunshine at first i was like i don't know like this seems like a pretty kind of like oh god i don't want to be like crucified for this but like like a weak comeback Mm. (laughs) um i thought that that just wasn't like i don't know like i again i wanted like more but then when i listened to it constantly because it wouldn't get out of my head um you know i was like okay this song this is a banger like i get it now you know it just kind of like took a little bit for me to like warm up to Mm. and you know i even like and maybe i'm not wrong about like maybe that not being the strongest contender for like um a single because when i had watched that interview with he did with loudwire recently he said that like who um did the Uh, um Papa. It's weird. You, you just randomly bleeped yourself for t- like twice there. <laughs> that was strange. Continue. Sorry. Go ahead. That was audio Papa glitches. did uh, an interview. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 And he said <laughs> that the label was pushing them to make Call Me Little Sunshine a single. And he would have chose differently. I actually completely agree. And I do, I do understand why the label did it. Because to me, it's the most quote-unquote ghost sounding track on yes. that album it is the thing you use to sell to ghost fans just be like mm-hmm. yeah look at this this is awesome it's, it sounds like ghost whereas if you had at least 20s for example people would be able to be like <laughs> what the fuck is this this oh isn't ghost oh my god which is funny because i had the, the opposite reaction to that <laughs> i was like oh okay here we go me too this is what me i too. wanted yeah, yeah. this no- is what i wanted don't get me wrong i like call me little sunshine yes it is probably the second weakest song on that album for me Uh, for me okay okay i know controversial but (laughs) as i said on my instagram post guys people can have different opinions you know you can have different opinions just stop insulting people i've seen too much of that shit on ghost forums and stuff it's mental cattiness um if you disagree with me you're wrong um (laughs) 
<laughs> but no, I do think that from my personal perspective, maybe it's overexposure because I had it. I've had it longer than the other songs, obviously, because yes. it was the single. Yes. But mm -hmm. I feel it's the weakest or one right. of the weakest songs mm -hmm. on that album. Whereas I personally would have released Kaiserian or I would yes. have released Watcher in the Sky or I, I would have released Spillways, which is my favorite mm -hmm. song oh, of the mm -hmm. album as the sort of single or even. And I know you, I know we spoke about this beforehand, but Darkness, I would have mm. released Darkness. <laughs> mm -mm. No, you know, if they had released that first, I would have been like, well, I have no hope for this. <laughs> it was, uh, then I would have been wrong, you know, so. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, I just love power ballads. What can I say? Understandable. As far as, and obviously I know, I know a bit of the answer to this, but as you know, for, for the listeners, mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. far as album rankings then. <sighs> this is probably the last one. Ugh. Oof. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, if I, if I had to, but it is very hard for me because I do love them all. Mm. Um, there isn't one that I don't like. I don't know. I've never hated anything that they've come out with. I don't think I ever could. But uh, um, Missionary Man's <laughs> up there. It's a cover. It's not a very <laughs> good count. one. <laughs> <laughs> I do admit that I, I don't listen to anything after the Nocturnal Me cover. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? Like, in yeah. terms of that album, I think they're good. But like, oh, my God, Nocturnal Me is probably like my favorite cover that they've ever done. Yeah. No. Well, no. If you have ghosts. I mean, of course, that's like the one. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I just have a soft spot for that song anyway. So maybe that has the, a lot uh, to do with it. The Patch Up Boy cover they did was really good. Oh, for oh my God. Well. On on point. Mm. On point. And I was so happy when I got my Prequel like vinyl. Um, it came with the little seven inch of that. And oh, did Avalanche. it? Shit. Yeah, nice, it did. Nice. Yeah. Avalanche. So while not a bad cover. Probably one of the weaker ones, more for sure. more forgettable ones, I should say. Yeah, still a it's good pretty, cover though. Pretty basic, straightforward cover, you know. Okay, so you would rank Impera bottom, yes. which is fine because <laughs> the sound changes, people have different opinions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. So I would, and I don't know if it's recency bias, maybe mm -hmm. I would maybe put it up there as like second or maybe even first. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> I fucking love this album. Who's duking it out with that one? <sighs> Meliora. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's number one for me. But then Opus is also amazing. <sighs> I mean, I know. Oh. All of them. See, that's why I have a hard time. If you put a gun to my head. <laughs> and, like, Life or death. <laughs> yes. If a, if a genie put a gun to my head and said, right, you need to wipe out one ghost album from history like that you like erase the memory of it from existence from reality i would just say first off shoot me right just end yeah. me right just, now yeah. i can't do this i can't do this then he was just like if you don't i'm gonna erase them all oh. i would probably choose precale i'm not surprised by that yeah i would probably yeah. choose precale mm -hmm. and then infestissimum <gasps> oh i like opus better than infestissimum i'm Ooh, sorry no mm -mm. flip him around no okay fair enough fair enough yeah. i like i like opus better than infestissimum but you know that also like you said it could be like like that is the album that that's like when i got into them mm. really so maybe i just have kind of like a like an attachment to that because you know i saw them like a month after that album came out so oh um, shit yeah. yeah yeah so the last show that i just saw in in hershey um in february was my 10th ghost show mm. yeah since nice. 2013 so nice. <laughs> that's crazy i'm trying to think what i'd be out with her because i'm going to the uh for everyone in the uk who's listening to this podcast 
I will be at the uh, London and Glasgow gigs, so I'll be wearing my Hello Girls and Gillettes t-shirts. If you if t-shirt, if you see me, come up and say hi. Buy me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Buy me some merch. <laughs> me some, nah, you don't need to do that. I don't make any I'll money. I'll give you a shout out. <laughs> yeah, I don't make any money off that. So, you know, buy me a beer. That would be great. Um, yes. <laughs> take some socials. You know, it's something good. Yeah. And there is rumors that they're going to be the special guest at Hellfest in France, which I'm going to. Yeah. So oh. I hopefully will be seeing them three times within the space of like a couple of months, which would be awesome. Yeah, that's sick. Last Impera question. Obviously, Darkness will not be around, sir. What is your favorite track on Impera? <laughs> Kaiserion. Kaiserion. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then maybe after that, I would actually have to say Watcher in the Sky. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I think that's like, that's a, a banger right there. Oh, yeah. Whenever I was doing my Instagram readings of the songs, like that was mm-hmm. like, Spillways was my undisputed, like I fell in love with that song as soon as I heard yes. it on the live stream. But I was just like, listening to the album, I was just like, Watcher is a fucking banger. And it yes. could be, it could be the best song on this album if, yeah. if Spillways didn't remind me of Bon Jovi's Runaway. It, it, yeah, <laughs> and a lot of people said that. And I'm like, yep, I can, I can agree. I love Bon Jovi. I'm a huge Bon Jovi fan. So sorry for everyone who thought I had good taste in music. <laughs> Turns out all along, no. you were fooled. He's, he's talented. He's very talented. I will give him that. Yeah, he's amazing. I, I, I would love to see Bon Jovi live. I never had the pleasure to do so, though. Yeah, that would be very, very cool. I'm seeing Duran Duran in cool. August. Nice. Yeah, I'm very nice. excited about that. <laughs> Thinking of legendary artists, you know. Yeah, the UK really hasn't opened up much for you legendary artists, or at least they haven't they haven't booked any gigs here. So legendary mm-hmm. artists, please come over. I'm right, please. missing I'm missing gigs. Unless you count some forty one, which I'm gonna see <laughs> soon enough. That's I, awesome. I count them as a legendary artist. Yeah. In the pop punk world, absolutely. Hells yeah. Going to Slam Dunk Festival. Slam Dunk mm-hmm. Saturday. Oh yeah. 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 I'm going to Slam Dunk Festival on the Saturday in the South. So if anyone <gasps> sees me there, buy me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> buy me a beer, yes. <laughs> Say hello. <laughs> Say hello. Buy me a beer. Okay. So we are back with the Gospel of Ghosts as a surprise episode. Uh, our last episode was called Finale, which obviously means this is an epilogue episode. Mm-hmm. And psych, you thought we were all done with Meliora. <laughs> There's another track on there that, well, is sometimes available depending on which country you're in. But you should know about it if you're a Ghost fan, because it is probably their best song ever. <laughs> agreed. Absolutely agreed, which is why I am very excited to be doing this. Yeah, so if you don't know or if you're unfamiliar with um, this song and just happen to enjoy this podcast and are a, a, I hesitate to say casual ghost listener, but mm-hmm. if you aren't someone who's looked into the background of this song, Zenith was released on what's called the Meliora Redux, um, which I believe is only available in Scandinavia. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Very hard to find. Very hard to find. Very expensive vinyl. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's only available on Spotify in Scandinavia. Obviously, it's on it's on YouTube. It's been ripped from mm-hmm. vinyl, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. You have access to the song, but the reason for it is due to copyright disputes with former band members, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's never been really promoted. They've never played it live, which is such a fucking shame. Because man, <laughs> I, I this know song. they should. But yeah, if you haven't heard this song and you're a Ghost fan, please, please do yourself mm-hmm, a favor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pause this episode and just go and check it out about a million times because once you hear it you'll fall in love and just will forget about this episode entirely yes but then come back to it because then we're going to talk about 
about the yeah, lyrics come back and stuff. To it. So, come back to yeah. it. Like a, a, in a week's time when you've stopped listening to Zenith. <laughs> on repeat. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, look, that's been me with Impera. I have listened to nothing mm-hmm. but Impera for like a, like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I've been listening to it a lot too. And I, you know, I work at a tattoo shop and um, I'm usually the one controlling the music just because like, I'm just like, okay, like I'm just going to put something on. And then if somebody wants to suggest something to me, I'll, you know, I'll play it. But like, I've just been trying to like play it there too, because I'm sitting there for eight hours a day, Mm. you know, and I'm just like, okay, like I'll, I'll put it on. And that kind of helped me like warm up to it a little bit more. Shall we start with the episode then? Let's go. Cool. All right. I think, I think this time is a well-deserved recap because it has been quite a long a time mm-hmm. <laughs> quite a long time so let me just recap you guys on what happened in season three i'm not going to do the whole podcast because that's it will be way too long quite frankly and there's yes. you know the the season one has a great recap it's dramatic and you should go and listen mm-hmm, to it if you mm-hmm, haven't already mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, season three. God has been usurped from his throne by Satan through the combined efforts of the Antichrist, Papa, and his followers. The clergy are now the official religion of the new society, with Papa being properly appointed into his anti-pope status. Using their new power, the clergy and Papa sent out Uh, I call them inquisitors, into the world to hunt down and either turn or kill any remaining Christians, sort of a form of religious genocide. However, this wasn't completely successful as there remained a small but dedicated group of Christians still worshipping God and trying to convince their fellow man to come back to, quote-unquote, the right path. Bit of an instrumental leader and following some hard times in majesty, the population as a whole started to realize the mistake they had made as they had been mistreated under Satan and Papa's rule. This led to an uprising by the population in absolution, backed by the remaining Christians that successfully deposed Papa and by proxy, Satan. With Papa executed, RIP in peace, humanity <laughs> has truly has truly been left on its own. So yeah, that's where we are now. Papa's gone, Papa's dead, Satan's gone, God is gone. There isn't really religion anymore. There is some remaining Christians, I suppose, but they haven't fully integrated back into society. It's not a massively religious society anymore. Yes. So shall we get into the lyrics? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So, the first verse. We conquered a magic, we counted the stars, deciphered the clockwork, enacted this farce. Now, before I give what I think is the setting, etc. of this song, because obviously, as you know, if, you'd listen to the, if, if, if you've listened to the podcast, I like to imagine it as a musical story. What do you think the setting of the song is? What do you think the time period of the song is? What do you think is happening in the general gist of it? Hmm. I mean, because now that there's no like leader or like religion or anything like that, I don't know, I I can kind of almost see like a society being rebuilt in a way. But I I haven't really thought too much about like the the setting of it. But that's just kind of like what I feel in this song as a whole, you know, so I can kind of like visualize that in my head. Okay, all right. Not a problem. I will pitch you the setting then and you can tell me if that's something that you can see happening or not. Sure. Yeah. As far as being in relation to the other songs, I mm-hmm. do not think this takes place immediately after Deus in Absentia, which right. is obviously the final song of Meliora. I think a significant amount of time has passed. If we look at it for the final time as the musical in our heads, I would consider this the epilogue to the story, hence why it's called the epilogue. Letting us, the listeners, know that even though the story ended badly, 
which it did, because, mm-hmm. you know, mankind was sort of lost, there is still some modicum of hope. Yes. So in my opinion, this song is sung entirely by the population. There isn't a main character. It's just a general population song. Either the ancestors of or simply the children of the society that went through the events of the albums and the podcast. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's even an elder telling the next generation their story to avoid the mistakes of the past being repeated. Maybe. That's that's a potential. If you want to have it from one perspective, that's one of the things that I thought of. I like that, yeah. So my general meaning of the society is that in this new society, there is more of a focus on scientific exploration and rational exploration. Yes. Yes. You know, instead of chalking up every mystery and wonder to religion, they Mm -hmm. finally turn that corner. And that's exemplified within the first two lines. Yes. So I think that we have got a society that either with time or trauma or whatever you want to call it, has got past that religious thinking and has finally started working for itself. Whether it's going to be a good thing, who knows? Maybe mm-hmm. it leads into Impera, where it's a big warmongering thing and the empire falls. Ooh. Who knows? Not the listeners of the Gospel of Ghosts, because I'm going to be <laughs> another season, but still. Ah. <laughs> who knows? So that that's what I think. Would you agree with that? Yeah, because I I had whenever I was going through the lyrics and everything and taking that into this context um, when they said like conquered the the magic like religion it can kind of like seem or can be seen as magic or like make believe in a way mm. um, so they conquered that and then like counted the stars like literally like that's like science you know what I mean like they're they're on the side of, of that and exiling any kind of religious um, connection I guess mm. um, like you said there might be some lingering people that still believe in it but yes I, I that's what I had said Mm. I'm very much on the same lines as you. Very much mm-hmm. on the same lines as you. So what what I had exactly was we conquered a magic to me is the population describing religion, how they yeah. see it now. False, fake, yes. like a magic yep. trick. Mm-hmm. A trick used by people who know how to use it to fool those not quite clever enough to see through the lies. So yes. children or, you know, Easily more gullible people. Yeah, people. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And as you said, the next the next two lines, we count the stars as being the scientific. I actually mm-hmm. thought it was both of them because, you know, clockwork itself is also a type of machinery. And I'm not saying that the past lived in a time where there was no technology or anything like that. That's not what I'm trying to imply. But because of the emphasis on it, that I also seen that as a sort of we have now understood the machinery or we've now mm-hmm. understood science better than we ever have before. So it shows us an advancement in scientific thinking of the society yes. without God or religion gaining an understanding of technology and the universe enough to quite literally count the stars and compare their situations mm-hmm. to the inner workings of a machine so yeah we're, we're pretty much in agreement on there so what about the enacted this farce line for you yeah so with that i feel like that kind of relates to what you were saying about like kind of figuring out the machine in a way like figuring out the world around them on their own because they don't have that guidance per se that they were under before and they're continuously gaining more knowledge and and like you said it's not like they didn't have anything before it just like it's become an advancement and they're they're continuing to get more knowledge about it and just 
grow as a society, which I think will go into like the next line too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think they enacted this farce line simply as a description of how mm-hmm. they now view the entire storyline, essentially. Yes. A farce for someone who doesn't know what the word farce is, is defined by the Cambridge Dictionary as a humorous play or film where the characters become involved in unlikely situations. This is a society seeing how foolish they were in the past, so much so that now it's almost funny to them because they have a great understanding. They have a greater right. way of thinking. Yes. So yeah, I think we're, we're pretty much in, in agreement for that whole thing. It is a new technological right. society and they've moved on from religion, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So the next couple of lines. Devoured by shadows, we cling to the light. Deluded by wisdom, the bringer of night. Mm-hmm. So I haven't got a lot for this because I believe it's quite straightforward. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so what have, what have you got for it then? Mostly on the, the part about it being the bringer of night. I, of course, am, you know, putting that as satan uh mm. or or papa we could basically call them the same thing at this point yeah pretty much yeah they uh they were like deluded by his wisdom and his and following him in his light per se quote unquote so that's kind of what i had for that was they that's just kind of like going back to like talking about whenever they were under him you know yeah no 100 percent. and you know the bringer of night you could see it as not literal night you could see it as the dark sure. day of society yes. or the dark mm-hmm. times or the dark ages even you know yes. whatever you want to call it but what i've said is while the previous verse dealt with god this is clearly targeted at satan or papa or both mm-hmm. depending mm-hmm. on how you choose to interpret it they are describing their situation within the albums and storyline being devoured by the shadows brought into the world by satan but overcoming him with their newfound dedication to quote unquote good because as we established in storyline god isn't good either they no. both they both suck they, they both suck <laughs> <laughs> to me the other two lines so the last two lines i personally you said satan and we could see them as the same thing but i think they're a direct reference to papa the individual sure. so mm-hmm. he was the one that tricked the population into their downfall with his fake wisdom and as such he would be known as the bringer of night in the society to the mm-hmm. dark ages. So it can, either way, it, it it works for for however you choose to interpret it because it does. The message is generally the same. It's just who you think they're singing to. Yes, pretty clear cut. Shall we move on to the next lines? Sure. Now and for always, a perpetual rise, a fall of illusion. Your zenith fades into eternity. Who? <laughs> <laughs> So before we do anything, I just want to define the word zenith. Or if you've got, have you got the definition there? I, like, like a a brief one, yeah. I just want to give the listener a chance to yeah. think about it because zenith is not a common word. The word zenith is defined by Cambridge Dictionary as the highest point reached in the heavens by a celestial body. There you go. That's that's the def- that's the definition mm-hmm. of zenith. So have a think about that. Well, while me and Eden go through this and <laughs> come up with your own scenarios. Yeah. It's an interactive podcast. Hit me up on yes. Insta at Gospel of Ghost. Anyway, I just want to start off by saying this is where the hope that I mentioned earlier starts mm-hmm. to come into play. So when I first heard this song, I thought it was referring to the rise of Satan and his fall. I thought it was essentially telling the story of Satan again. That's what I thought when I first heard Zenith. But I have now completely changed my ideas, changed my tune on it. To me, 
This is society describing itself, a new lasting dynasty, one that will never fall and one that will never again be tricked by a quote-unquote higher power and their illusions. So it is a very hopeful thing that they think their society is going to stand the test of time and rise to, well, the zenith of their creation, I suppose. What do you think? Yeah, that's basically what I um, had on that too. Um, Like Zenith being like the peak of a society as well. Um, But, you know, fading into eternity, fading doesn't necessarily mean like a bad thing in this because I don't know, I feel like that's kind of like a negative word sometimes. But it's just kind of like, but it's never going to end and it's just going to continue to rise and grow on its own. That's what I had for that. Yeah, well, I mean, the the your zenith fades into eternity line. The rest of it is good, like uh, now and for always, a perpetual mm-hmm. rise, a full of illusion. That's all good stuff. I actually disagree with you, and I do think the your zenith fades into eternity is a negative insult towards God and Satan. Yes, in this and that context, I, that I agree yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. in this context, it's humanity describing both God and Satan's peaks. I suppose yes. being gone and forgotten for good. So they're sitting on top of the throne of heaven or hell and on top of humanity is gone. It doesn't exist anymore. It's faded. So that's sort of a direct insult to them, in my opinion. Yeah, I can I can see it kind of in both contexts, I mm. think. Oh, mm-hmm. co- completely fair. Have you got anything else to add on that? Um, No. Mm-mm. So next couple of lines are, Time will soon be gone. Right will turn to wrong. Winds come on strong. Ooh, good rhyming there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what do you what do you think of of these three these three lines um i kind of went i guess kind of it's almost like talking about like again in the past when those things were happening i guess when papa was still in power and kind of like again taking in the context of like it being in the past um like the power of him like is taking over he'll be the main leader everything will fall to him like you said right turned to wrong kind of um so it kind of was like talking about that negative past but then Mm. going into the next part i think that it definitely it becomes like you said that beacon of of hope again Mm -hmm. yeah no i i i completely agree so i wrote down here these are probably some of the more complicated lyrics that they've put into their writings especially in the terms of story the first three lines are the first lines in my mind are the population's way of saying they are moving on from the events of the albums Mm -hmm. you could translate time will soon be gone to the story being forgotten to history as if it was nothing more than a distant memory right will turn to wrong we could speculate meaning that again the meaning of quote-unquote right in the eyes of religion either satan or god is now regarded as the wrong course of action to take for the betterment of the population so the yes. the rights of the past are now understood to be the wrongs of the present and winds come on strong to me is another way of saying the winds of change have come and blown away the stranglehold mm-hmm. of religion over their society again exactly what you just said it's a very hopeful ending to that little paragraph Yes. The entire song is very hopeful, even though when I first started out, I thought it was very depressing. Same. It goes to show you just sitting down and thinking and reading the lyrics, it just it does change your mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it just entirely. like clicks. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So the next couple of lines are, So help you God. That's my favorite line, by the yes. way. Yes. <laughs> Come unleashed. You're set free. Actually, all of those are my favorite lines. Oh, yeah. That, that <laughs> chorus is just <laughs> yeah. chef's kiss. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> so I believe these few lines are the population saying their final goodbyes to mm-hmm. the gods. 
Do you, would you yes. agree on that? Yes. I, uh, I had put after just because I kind of lumped the chorus together mm. when I was writing my notes, you know, going back in the past, but then talking about the now, um, they were set free of their shackles to, to Papa and to the religion. Mm. But then if there's no religion, now it's in the hands of the people to grow without that guidance mm. um and you know like so help you god is like a play on so so god help you you know and i feel like it's kind of like you're on your own there's no one to you know follow basically so you it's in your hands now essentially and you'll be set free hmm interesting yeah. so you you took it as a sort of a sort of uh stab at god then Yes. Okay. So I I actually thought the opposite. For this is the mm -hmm. first time we've like actually like in this so in this song at least disagreed on something. Yeah. So that, in general, I disagree with you. It is it is about humanity saying goodbye to God, mm -hmm. no longer implying that they were the ones being ruled over, but instead yes. being the ones who were keeping God contained within their world and finding letting them go for their own good. That's mm -hmm. where we differ because I think it's for their own good. I said that the line "So help you God, you're set free." Obviously, come unleashed in there, but you're set free. It's sort of like a breakup <laughs> where one person <laughs> realizes they've outgrown the other but doesn't yes. wish any harm upon the other wishing them the best at the same time removing them from their lives i actually okay. read it completely not in a completely positive way but not in a harmful way yeah is that you know do, do, do you disagree <laughs> no i no i i don't but I, I i also i don't know i thought that was kind of like a stab at at God himself, I think, <laughs> just because be. of the way that it that it's it's supposed to be like like a spin on that that phrase, you know, mm. God, God help you, you know, like, <laughs> but now it's help you, God, like, <laughs> sorry, like you're on your own, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no one's following you anymore. Oh, yeah. well, you know. But I can see it both ways. Yeah, of course. So can I. But it doesn't fundamentally change the meaning of the rest of the song. It's just our own personal opinions on yeah. what we think the attitude or the feelings mm -hmm. towards God, etc. are from the population. You know, yes. Whereas I think they're sort of not indifferent to it. I think enough time has passed where they have learned to accept it and, and, and sure. you know, all that stuff. Whereas obviously you still think they're, <laughs> you know, a bit more strung up on the whole thing yes okay again doesn't change the meaning it's just no nope. a little bit of uh difference i suppose mm -hmm. so yeah we care to move on yes absolutely okay fantastic this is the uh the longest <laughs> section for me yes so a genesis captured ignited by truth a martyrdom rapture a vision to soothe obviously this doesn't rhyme in my accent but it does when he sings it yes <laughs> <laughs> I realized that when I was talking like throughout the show, it's just like, oh wait, that doesn't. Oh wait, no, it does. It's just right, my, in, my in accent. A way. Yeah. yeah, in a way, if you put if you put the accent upon the correct syllable, it works. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I have a lot for this. Yeah, go for it. I'll do the first two lines, and then you can you can step in. So, oh, the first line, depending on the way it is spelt, could mean two very different things, and I want to present both of them to you so we can discuss them, which mm -hmm. one of them fits best. So, a genesis captured, right? A genesis, which is one word, mm -hmm. is a medical word, which means the failure of an organ to develop during embryonic growth due to the absence of primordial tissue. Bear with me. This could possibly refer again to the higher understanding of science in the population. 
Not my strongest argument. <laughs> Alternatively, the line could read a Genesis captured, which is obviously two words, with a Genesis being two separated words mm -hmm. and fitting more into the religious theme. The book of Genesis is, of course, the first book in the Hebrew Bible and the Christian Old Testament, which gives a religious account of the creation of the world. We could take this, the second line, ignited by truth, to mean the book of Genesis that was written has been burned or proven false by the truth mm -hmm. we have discovered with our own new methods. What do you think? Yeah, I I basically, I, I think I kind of put those two together almost because I also had looked up like the meaning of the of a Genesis and I kind of like almost took it like the findings or like developments of the society were being halted mm. by the church and religion because they just kind of like came in and they were just like, yeah, like, fuck all that. <laughs> like, you know, like, we we feel this way about it, like, and you have to abide by that in a way. So it kind of that that development was halted, literally, but then it's being taken back because it's it has been ignited by truth. And like, again, not being under them anymore, and, and finding out things outside of that, essentially, and then and then kind of like growing from there. So it continued to develop, I guess. Yeah, when I said the book of Genesis that was written has been burned, I don't mean, obviously it could be literally burned, but <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean I mean exactly what you're saying is that in their world, it has been metaphorically burned. Right, it just burned. doesn't exist. Yes, yeah, yeah because, mm -hmm. it, because it has been disproven, essentially. Yeah. yeah, We got the same meanings, just different ways of wording it, um, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, I kind of just mushed them together. <laughs> <laughs> so, a martyrdom rapture of vision to soothe. What did you think of these ones? Because this, these were probably the hardest ones for me. Yeah, I, I that one was a little bit hard for me. I kind of almost see it like almost like the sacrifice or like death of Papa like gave people the the joy to be free because rapture can be joyous too. It doesn't necessarily mm. have to mean like rapture, like the rapture in a way. But again, I I, I think I almost pushed them together <laughs> again. Um, and it also like, I don't know, maybe the, the death kind of eased their minds, which would be the soothing part. But I don't know. Yeah, that, that one was a little bit a little bit hard. But that's what I kind of envisioned in my head when I read it and also listened to it at the same time. There's not a lot of room for interpretation massively yeah. in here because it is a very linear song. I completely agree with you because awesome. I did not know that rapture meant pleasure, happiness, or excitement. I thought yeah. it was just uh, the religious thing, like the sure. whole raise into mm -hmm. the sky thing. That's definitely I just not going to happen. I think, I think of the I think of the Blondie song, Rapture. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a base, kind of a positive song, I guess. But yeah, yeah, yeah it, it can mean both. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> so I was just <laughs> like, what the fuck? What are they talking about? No, I didn't know that. So you're completely correct in, in the terms of a martyrdom rapture, meaning, a, how, did, how to put it? We can speculate that these lines are not referring to the death of an individual. Yes. As in most cases of martyrdom. But the happiness the population feel with the death of religion as a whole, mm -hmm. which, as mm -hmm. stated in the following line, in the following line, is a vision to soothe, a nice thing to see, you know. Yeah, nice thing to look forward to. Exactly. Yeah, it's a celebratory line that we can only hope applies to our world one day. Yes, absolutely. Very anti-religious on this, this episode. One hundred percent. Oh yeah. <laughs> on this episode. <laughs> so, are we ready for the? actual final lines of the gospel yes. first podcast at this point yes absolutely because i'm not doing para oh. <laughs> <laughs>
Here we come to the final lines of the show, and quite fittingly, ending on an ominous Latin chant. Yep. Because I think that's how we started. This is how we're going to go out. So, secular seculorum? Yes. Secular seculorum. And then that's repeated a couple of times, and then... <laughs> Evil laugh. <laughs> yes. In there. Oh. Evil laugh. We love it. That's, that's a great part of the song. I love that Yes. One. So. Anytime, anytime <laughs> he does that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I, th- it's one of the reasons I really want to hear this song so much. Yes. Oh, so <laughs> Secular secularum can be roughly translated into English as forever and ever or mm-hmm. for eternity, depending yes. on which you use. This finally, in my opinion anyway, is humanity stating its intentions to continue this prosperity for the rest of time, to build this new empire up on the foundations of science and create a legacy that lasts forever. Would you agree with Bam. that? Bam. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, you know, I said it can also be translated as like for generations and generations to come. Oh. Um, so society will continue to grow and thrive and it will continuously change with the generations, but it will still be under the same, I, I guess, ways hmm. and not being under religion and just continuing on this society, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Oh. However... We hear an evil laugh in the distance, Ah. just as the chanting ends, perhaps implying that God, Satan, Papa, whoever it was, is not quite finished yet. And that's how we're going to end the show. (laughs) With a sequel hook, baby. (laughs) Call me Netflix, because I'm canceling this show. Oh my god. R.I.P. and peace. R.I.P. and peace. Gospel Ghost Podcast. You'll never find out who the evil laugh was. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) That was absolutely fantastic. I'm really glad that we finally got to finish the show off in in the way that it deserved. Yes. Thank you, Eden, so much for for all your your support and kind words over the years. It's been fantastic. And obviously being on the show so many times from the beginning, it's just been fantastic. So I'm going to record like a separate ending thing as a goodbye this sure. time so in true fashion thank you very much for joining us Eden where can people find you thank you um and I just wanted to say before I I do that thank you for having me on here uh three times now whenever I like found you over quarantine and everything and you were doing this I was just like oh my god this is like something that I've wanted to do for so long <laughs> um and it definitely like it, it helped it helped me through that like looking forward to like delving into these these songs and to you know in one of my favorite bands so I really appreciate you doing this it was thank super you. fucking awesome to be a part of so thank you thank um you. even though you won't do any more which you say that but hmm. <laughs> we'll see <laughs> no we won't oh God. <laughs> Awful, awful. No, I'm kidding. You can find me on Instagram at um, Cold in Life's Throws. That's an AFI lyric. Um, and my Twitter is In Life's Throws because I can't fit all of that in no. there. You know, they have like a limit. Yeah, so dumb. But yeah, that's where I'm mostly active. And if you ever see me in a ghost show at the States, say hi. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for joining, Eden. As always, it's been a fantastic pleasure. As I said, I'm going to record something. So just for one last time's sake, would you like to say the ending words? Hail Satan. And to you, the listener, I just want to say thank you. Whether you've been with us since the beginning at Opus, joined us halfway through at Infestissimum, or caught up during Meliora, thank you. 
What started out as a quarantine activity for me is really spurned into a community that I just love. You guys are so supportive and kind on social media, for example, and I really do appreciate the fact that I've had such kind words telling me that this podcast got you through some of what will undoubtedly be the weirdest and hardest times in our lives. And it means a lot to me to hear that. So I just want to say, as a proper goodbye, thank you very much for listening to the Gospel of Ghosts podcast. Maybe we'll see each other one day. And with that, I'll sign off by saying one last time, I love you guys, and heal Satan. Goodbye.